This is 8 Minutes, a podcast helping you understand the energy transition in just a few minutes. I'm your host, Paul Schuster. 500,000 EV chargers. That's the goal which the bipartisan infrastructure law has set out to install over the next few years. And the legislation set aside $7.5 billion to make it happen. As the EV market ramps up here in the U.S., the availability and ubiquity of chargers may be the most important hurdle to overcome. As these chargers become more prevalent throughout our everyday lives, it's worth it to lean in on the language and the engineering so we can better plan our daily shopping trips or even our cross-country road adventures. Today, I'll dig a bit deeper into EV charging, both how it's handled today as well as some of the cool technologies being developed for tomorrow. Eight minutes. It's how long it takes the sun's rays to hit Earth, or about the amount of time it takes a level 3 charger to juice your small EV to over 80% of its battery's capacity. Yep, just about eight minutes. Let's get it on. There are about 150,000 gas stations in the U.S., At about seven pumps per station, we're talking over a million spots for you to fill up your gas-fired car. In comparison, there are only about 140,000 public charging ports for electric vehicles. The bipartisan infrastructure law aimed to change that, investing $7.5 billion into installing an additional 500,000 chargers along highways and travel corridors. That investment could be game-changing for the EV industry. I mean, comparing gas stations to EV chargers isn't quite an apples-to-apples comparison. For one thing, most people don't have a gas pump at their house and can top off their fuel supply while eating dinner with the kids, nor can they fuel up while shopping at Target or Home Depot. The nature of fueling a car is changing with the transition to electric vehicles. Europe is a bit ahead of the States on this, so EVBox, one of the world's biggest charging installers, conducted a survey of thousands of European drivers to see how they charge their electric cars. The results? 64% charge at home, 34% charge at their workplace, 26% at their supermarket or at the mall, only 29% of EV drivers regularly visit a gas station to charge up their EVs. Charging has a chance to become far more democratized than filling up with gas, as the options on where to do so expand. But not all charging locations, nor chargers, are the same. Let's start with some basic terminology on the three types of chargers that are currently out there. The first is what is called level 1 charging, and this is literally nothing more than plugging your car into a standard 120-volt plug in your house. Seriously, it's that easy. The car converts the AC coming from the wall into DC for storage in the battery, and you're good to go. The only issue? It takes a long time, like three to five miles of range every hour. So most homeowners, once they purchase an EV, end up installing what's called a level two charger in their garage as well. These are faster units, providing up to about 75 miles per hour, and comparatively, fairly inexpensive at only a few thousand dollars to get it installed and your electrical system set up to handle it. Level 2 chargers are also the kind that you're most likely to find at your retail store or workplace. They're perfect for providing just those few extra miles while you're inside working or shopping. But for long road trips, we need something that charges even faster. And those are called Level 3 chargers, or Fast Chargers, or DC Chargers, or Tesla's Superchargers. Okay, The terminology starts to break down here, but the level 3 fast chargers that are out there all basically do the same thing. Instead of providing AC power to your car, 
and then having your car convert it over to DC in order to store it in the battery. A level 3 charger hits you with DC power to begin with, and a lot of it. That significantly speeds up the process, dropping the time that it takes to fully charge an EV down to minutes. These are the chargers that the Biden administration is trying to get out and install it as quickly as possible. They're the closest we have so far to a comparable experience as filling up at the pump, and conversion to EV is going to require that convenience. But not all level 3 chargers are quite the same either. For one thing, up until recently, not all EVs could use a Tesla supercharger. Those were reserved just for Tesla owners, which wasn't great. But this past week, Tesla finally confirmed that they will be opening up their supercharger network to all EV models. And given the fact that Tesla has the vast majority of level 3 chargers that are out there, that's great news. Not all Tesla chargers will open up at once. Only a handful are open as I record this podcast. But it's in the right direction. The other thing to keep in mind is the power output from the level 3 charger. Level 3 charging can have an output of as low as 50 kilowatts or as high as 240 kilowatts. What does that mean? It means a small level 3 could take an hour to charge up a medium-sized EV to 80% capacity, while that big level 3 could take as few as 12 minutes. And that takes us into what's next. Because getting that power output up as much as possible obviously is the name of the game. But batteries are fickle things, and frankly, if you pump too much power into these things too quickly, they have a tendency to, well, melt on you. The next round of innovation on charging infrastructure is trying to overcome that heating challenge, both at the battery level as well as the charger. There are charging manufacturers who are taking that 240 kW power output today and pushing it to 350 kW, 450 kW, even 600 kilowatts, which would be fast enough to charge a full-sized electric bus in just five minutes. And batteries and chargers are tackling another thorny issue as well, that of cold weather. Unfortunately, batteries tend to lose some of their efficiency as the temperatures drop. And it's not just declining range. Batteries charge slower in cold temps. And the battery needs to be warm in order to actually accept a charge in the first place. Most of the time, this isn't an issue. Just plug the car into a 120-volt outlet and the battery will stay warm. But if the car finds itself in, say an outdoor airport parking lot for an extended period of time during frigid weather, new technologies are emerging to handle those use cases too, including backup power or portable warming kits. Bloomberg NEF released some numbers this week showing that 7.1% of all cars sold in the U.S. last year were electric. That's a record and headed in the right direction, but it's still not a lot. Getting the right EV charging infrastructure into place is one part of what will be needed to see that number grow. EV owners will need to adapt, though, to how fueling their cars will work. The experience of having to drive to a gas station to fuel up will be replaced by fueling at retail or home-based locations. Public chargers lining public parking spaces on streets will enable urban motorists to find convenience. And EV owners will examine charging options based not only on the type of charging available, level one or level three, but also the use case that they're experiencing. Stopping at a store to pick up dinner, level two will give you enough juice for trips around town this weekend. And level three will help on that long road trip to grandma's. Today, planning those routes is important because of the relative scarcity of level three charging infrastructure. But by 2030, 
after we've installed 500,000 more chargers? Hey, take all the diversions you want. There will be a charger for you along the route somewhere. I'm Paul Schuster, and this has been your 8 Minutes.